0: Take in the big money with 12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircusSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and
1: welcome to the Rosh Markazi Show on the Mighty Air 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by G. Hey Wiley, Armani Buckets, Brandon Deutsch, Jake Dicker and Elisa Hernandez. You are the host of the Dodgers. Listen, if you've been to a Dodgers game, you've seen her. If you've watched the Lakers, you are the... You, you, the stadium host there uh, Thank you so much for joining us
2: Of course, of course, happy to be
1: here Listen, we uh, were all together last night At Crypto.com Arena GA was weird to call it Crypto, right? Crypto.com, it was like your first time there While it was Crypto.com uh, or no, you,
3: uh, It you've was been the second there? time okay. Yeah, because I, w- I went when, um, during a Kings game Are we when still it not calling over. it the Crypt? <laughs> no, no so, I'm joking. so I will say this, Jake said Staples for life. I totally agree with him. Staples yeah. Center for life. Like I'm not even going to call it crypto anymore. I'm just going to yeah. keep calling it
2: Staples Center. If you're really from LA, if you call it crypto, you're not from LA. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Also, yeah.
4: can since they have the naming rights and they got all this money, can the can uh, Coinbase stock actually go up finally?
3: <laughs> I mean good luck with that.
1: But, but by the way, they yes. are reconstructing. So like they, they are cashing in those checks. I know there was a lot of talk about, you know, will they change the name back? No, listen, they are they've cashed a lot of those checks. They are fixing the concessions, the concourses, things like that. But we have a lot to get into today. So let's get to, to, to today's headlines brought to you by Circus Sports. Circa Millions and Circus Survivor Pro Football Contest are back with twelve million in guaranteed prizes. Visit circusports.com for details. Hit it, Have. <laughs>
3: Well, as Arash said we were in downtown LA last night for the Sparks game, and you could see LA Live transforming to make way for all the MLB All-Star Game activities taking place this week. Liza, you were—you'll uh, be hosting the Celebrity All-Star Game, but I wanted to see what everybody um, else was looking forward to this week. Well,
1: of course, the Celebrity Softball Game. Bad Bunny, hey, Bad Bunny's going to be playing. I'm very excited for that game. But it was amazing Downtown has been transformed you get, you, You're you going to have The draft there The red carpet's Going to be there How pumped are you?
2: I mean, first of all You're going to say Baboni Baboni Yeah, I mean, honestly It's one of the Bigger highlights Here in LA I mean, it's kind of nice We have the Super Bowl We have the All-Star Game We had the NBA All-Star Game A couple years ago So I'm super excited about it And honestly In true LA fashion There is a yoga oceanfront That's right That happens in Santa Monica that's right Yeah, I mean, I feel like In true LA fashion you have to be in Zen mode before you go and party out in LA Live as well as Dodger Stadium. But yeah, I think the biggest thing for All-Star Games, the features game is also gonna be right before the okay. All-Star Game. So one ticket gets you all the events, you know, part of my little promo there you know you gotta, you you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, gotta throw, do it so you, you gotta, gotta, gotta throw it in there you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so it gets you all three games I think Becky G is gonna perform too so it's, it's an all-star event on Saturday which is a lot of fun um I'm gonna host it I'm really excited I think the wow. biggest name everyone's looking at Bad Bunny but <laughs> I'm excited for Guillermo from Jimmy Kimmel I'm excited to see him <laughs> oh, <that's hell>. awesome. <laughs> so he's what, gonna
1: play yes wow. yeah,
2: yeah yeah they did like a little feature on him <laughs> where he tried for a ball boy shout out to Marissa um as well as my other friends that were on that but you know, I really have to just uh, say, like, I, when I saw that like, he was going like, to be on there and I saw my friend Allie helping him out in the little series, I was like, oh my gosh, Guillermo's going to be there. I was like, oh my that's who I'm excited to see. I was <laughs> like, oh. look, <laughs> like, I already saw you. Yeah, like, like Guillermo is who I'm excited to see for All Star Games. So, yeah. really excited about that. It's going to be lights, camera, action as soon as uh, the weekend
1: hits. So, you got the uh, draft going on. You got the home run derby. That's the one that I'm pumped about. And you got the game on Tuesday. Uh, Jake, what are you pumped about?
5: I'm pumped for all of it, yeah. really. I mean, last night getting down there, I didn't realize that everything was going to be, like, set up already which i should have because it's in like three days um but it look, i mean it look all looks really cool they got two different areas set up down there big stage for the draft which i think is important like the mlb draft no one ever watches it because there's four <laughs> or five years before these guys are in the league no, so it true. doesn't matter it's anyways um but making it a free event downtown huge stage big production i think will be good for for growing for going that part of the game
4: 100% And also you got One of the more tran, uh, Transcendent athletes Coming into this draft and Drew Jones Who's yeah. probably gonna pick, Get picked one or two Depending on if the, who, Whoever wants to get him money Well you don't know They might go under slot You know what I'm saying Yeah so, I got you um, I'm looking forward To the home run derby The most honestly I mean I don't know Who's gonna start The all star game I'm thinking uh, Tony Gonsolin Should start Just cause it's at home Yeah right um, <laughs> <and he's laughs> kind of great. Well, Clay the, Kershaw
1: maybe the, <laughs> the cat man No Tony, Gonsolin. Tony Gonsolin His love for so cats a winner Can okay, you believe exactly. Okay you wanna hear
4: A crazy thing Corbin Burns and Tony Gonsolin were on the same team at St. Mary's College of California. And Tony Gonsolin was an outfielder. Corbin Burns was a pitcher. These are two all-star pitchers now, which is like kind of crazy considering St. Mary's College of California is in like the West Coast Conference. Not a huge baseball conference, although it's getting better. I'm looking forward to the Derby, though. I know Soto's going to be in it. Acuna's going to be in it. Um, Poo holes is going to be in it. Um, that's going to be interesting. Geo. Maybe he'll get like <laughs> may- maybe he'll get two home runs. I don't know. I mean, they're going to ju- they're going to
5: juice his balls for sure. You think so? They so? should. Fly. Wait, you got to hit him with a pause right there, bro. Pause. <laughs> there you um, go. They're going um, to fly. There's no way they're going to put him in the derby and just not be like. I mean, it's a celebration of his career. And and what I would do is I would add Shohei and I would
4: start Shohei on the mound because Mm -hmm. as bad as the Angels are, Shohei's box office. You know, you got it. If you want people to watch the sport, you get a Dodger on the mound. You get an Angel on the mound since it's at Dodger Stadium. Yeah.
3: I mean, Shohei, Shohei has just ridiculous star power. If you look at you know him going to a Wednesday game in Seattle where they have. Minimal people going in there. What like they average? I think seven thousand people in the in their stadium in their um, ballpark yeah. every Wednesday. And then Shohei comes, shows up on a Wednesday, and they sell out. I mean, it can't get better than that. You should start Shohei. He's just he's a powerhouse. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean honestly everybody's looking at the home run derby. The all star game is always in there. The biggest thing is like Kershaw getting his Amazing. shot out there. I mean yeah. that's what that's what everyone in LA wanted to see. I mean it's only right that he takes the mound, he gets to like really soak in that moment, especially being on that one year deal, coming after injury, coming from that twenty twenty World Series. So I think it's just, you know, you had such a special team in that twenty twenty run, especially with a lot of the guys. That was their last hurrah. And then they yeah. all went their separate ways, you know, and then they're all flourishing. But it's just like it's gonna be nice for Kershaw to have that moment in LA, especially we got God, derailed, like two years, like it's two it's years so in the crazy, making, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was supposed to be 2020,
1: yeah, it 2020. Yeah. And then it got pushed back to 2021, mm-hmm. and thankfully, we are going to have it. So, Alicia, we have to talk about you for a moment. You are in a room with a lot of young. Reporters, And I'm so proud of you. I mean, the grind. I mean, you. I mean, she showed up every game. <laughs> and you could talk about the stuff that, that you've done. But to really see you on the big screen and for you to be hosting the celebrity game. First of all, talk about your journey. USC to where you are right now.
2: Oh, man. At the end of the, the probably like an hour? Or no, or no, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, the streamlined version. No, uh, no, I know. Honestly, it's been such a roller coaster. And a lot of my friends from USC, they all left. You know, that's yeah. kind of like the rule. Like, you got to leave to come back. And i just been blessed to not been made to leave. You yeah. know, like, L.A. is obviously a huge market, number two market in the country. But I just kept getting opportunities and opportunities. And it's companies and teams you don't say no to. You mm-hmm. don't say no to the Lakers. You don't say no to the Dodgers. You don't say no to the NFL. Those are
1: the two signature franchises. Exactly. That's so incredible. <laughs>
2: exactly. So, I mean, my dad is the most proud, I think, because yeah. he's just excited to get tickets. <laughs> so, you know, so, uh But I think just, like, that grind, like, coming from USC practice every single day, seeing people wanting what I want and then for me in a to, to now be in a position where people are messaging me like oh how do I get your job and I'm like That's I amazing. have no idea how I got you <laughs> like it just happened like you know, and with this Dodgers job now, like I've been trying to get an audition since like 2018, wow. you know, and the good thing about the Dodgers, which I love so much, which worked against me, but they're a family, you know, so that turnover is very, very small. Like no one really leaves, you know, once you're there, you're kind of there for a while. So I've been trying to get an audition for 2018, not a job, an audition, yeah. and it just, it didn't work out. But then, you know, Alana Rizzo came into my life, and then they needed a field producer, and I was like, I've never field produced, for sure, let's do it. And so I field produced um, for three years with the Dodgers, and I went on a crazy run. We had the most wins, and we were knocked out by the Nationals, um, that Howie Kendrick I yeah. can never forget it. <laughs> um, and then we won the World Series. So I was there for that. And then the year after. And so when that kind of came about, there was turnover. And then it was like, oh, I, I reached out again. I was like, I'm going to just try again. And then they were like, oh, actually, we have an opening. I'm like, what? It's the first time in like five years you guys had this opening. So I auditioned. Um, I got it. We are going through the lockout at the time. And then. Finally, they called me, let me know I got the job, and then I was like, oh my gosh. And it didn't even feel real. And yeah. I think the biggest thing was when I surprised my parents. So I didn't tell none of my, That's any right. of my family. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> I didn't tell uh, any of my family that I got this job. I surprised them at Dodger Stadium by just coming out on the big screen and I oh, had wow. that's cool, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> so I, I invited them to the game my sister was the only one that knew shout out to her um, she got them all there on time and they, they're never early so they're like why are we here 45 minutes before this game <laughs> and my mom, my sister just sit down just sit down and my brother's like these aren't even our seats she's like just sit down <laughs> <laughs> and so finally they sat down and of course you know uh, they come on They're like Alicia Hernandez And then my, my mom's like What? And my dad's <laughs> like What is she doing here? And they're like What's helping out? And then like They see me on the big screen So that was probably One of the biggest things um, For me And I think like My journey from Football practice Every day a rush, right. You remember And yeah. to Lakers To covering the defenders At the time That's right uh, For the D-League <laughs> Yeah for the G-League For the D-League And you know Just kind of going through All these ups and downs And, and thinking like I, I don't know if I'm going to make it But sh- I'm going to try I'm going yeah. to go this direction And see where it takes I mean, it's it's now gotten me here So I'm blessed to call it that Yeah, Yeah, no,
3: I mean, like, that's uh, I I love the grind Because, like, you, like (laughs) it just sounds like you just were just getting that hustle, <laughs> oh, yeah. just over and over. And speaking of hustling, the Dodgers lost last night in the hustle to the Cardinals, seven to six, as last year's fan favorite Tio um, Albert Pujols hit Tio. a home run <laughs> to snap the Dodgers' seven-game winning streak. The Dodgers are now 56 and 30 with a six-game lead atop the NL NL West, a three-game lead atop the National League, and are co-favorites along with the New York Yankees at Circus Sports to win the World Series. Are you guys? Happy Happy with the um, with where the Dodgers um, are at, or do you want to see them make some moves before the trade deadline?
1: I want to see one trade. I want a closer. I mean, by by the way, I've been trying to get a closer for the Dodgers for how many years now, and I don't know if that's available. But I, I just maybe one more pitcher, a closer. I mean, but again, that, that's not a simple thing. I thought that they got their closer before this year. What an absolute horrific trade that was. Anyways. What what do the Dodgers have to do, Brandon Deutsch?
4: I think uh, you know, obviously they gotta wait for Blake Trinan, they're gonna get Dustin May back later in the year. They're gonna get some pitching depth for sure. But the thing is, I've heard the Luis Castillo rumors, but I wouldn't give up a guess and all their prospects for Luis Castillo. I know he's under team control for the next two years, but I still wouldn't do it. I think they Friedman can get castillo with like only two or three prospects you know what i'm saying so i think that's a move definitely bolster the rotation especially with the inconsistencies in the back end of the rotation until dustin may comes back and we don't even know if dustin May's going to come back and be a starter right away they could put him right in the pen and that could fix your problems this guy throws 101 miles per hour with a two-seamer could be your closer to start off and then once he starts getting going because you know you want to protect his arm a little bit he's coming off tommy john right then you put him into the rotation. I personally don't think they need to make a move. Okay. Gratterall's been doing pretty well. I know he has one pitch. It's 101 miles per hour, but people can't hit it. So, I mean, it's like one of those things like he's been doing well. And, yeah, you you bite the bullet with Kimbrel. He obviously isn't great for you. He's kind of washed. I mean, no offense, but he's had a great career. Congratulations, you know, but he can't be the closer for you guys. I personally don't think they need to make a move for a closer.
5: Um, I mean, that's that's the glaring hole, right? Is yeah. the back end of the bullpen, which I was the biggest Kenley believer ever, And the whole Kimbrel thing kind of validates that for me, which, you know, I'm not sure how I feel about it now. But, to say I'm not happy where they are would be crazy. I mean, they're the yeah, top yeah. of the National League, three games up on the entire league, co favorites still in the World Series. That being said, I mean, the trade market's not great. It's Luis Castillo, it's Frankie Montas, Pablo Lopez in terms of starting pitching, and then it kind of falls off. And I don't think Pablo Lopez or Montas is that much of a difference maker. I wouldn't hate a Castillo trade, I'll be honest with you. I, they've been looking at Castillo for four or five years. Every year the Dodgers are in the Castillo talk, and I love him just as a pitcher. I think he knows how to pitch, um, opposed to just trying to dominate guys with his fastball a lot of change up here slider um but i think you like they've been so good for so long but they've got one world series to show for and it being in a 60 game season doesn't help i I mean i just want them to go all out and try. i mean they do it every year it's hard it's hard to complain about it but it just feels like if they don't grab castillo and then they're a starter short in october it's gonna be like what what could have been you know they have the they have the prospects to do it
1: What's been the vibe? I mean, this has been such a great team, but I think we are so spoiled by the uh, success of this team. The one thing that I am happy about, we don't have to sweat. Hopefully, knock on wood, the division. I think that took so much out of this team. 162 games. That last game of the season, they didn't win the division. Five game series with the Giants. It just, it was such a grind. I mean, what's the? I mean, are the fans pumped up?
2: oh yeah I mean that's the thing about this team it's like we're spoiled but it's also it's the same kind of storyline every single time where it's like it's always the next guy up we always have these unsung heroes every single year you know last year was like Zach McKinstry and this year's like Jake Lamb and like these players that just come up and fill the gap in a minute and it's like but that's what's so great about this team and so great about our firm system in general is that you always have guys that just, the drop-off in talent never is that far off, yeah. you know? And look at our lineup from top to bottom. The bottom of the lineup has really been helping out the Dodgers lately, especially with Julio having rough rough starts and things like that. And I think the biggest thing is that you can never just doubt yourself. And that's one thing that happened in the series against the Cubs. You know, they yeah. were down, they were up five and then they were down eight five. And then literally, Oral sat on the call, he was like, you know, in games like this it's really hard not to doubt yourself because it's like man we're just up it's Sunday I'm tired yeah. like I want to kind of pack it in but then it's like you never know what your offense is going to do and you can't lose the game because you already had that mentality the third inning you know and yeah. then what happened they went on to win that game they swept the Cubs. so the thing with the Dodgers is like there's always that mentality I always I'm a big Dave Roberts fan and yeah. I know like people always get on me about it but <laughs> I am because he's like the captain of the ship or he's like the pilot of the plane and like you know when you're going through turbulence you're not really going to freak out unless the pilot freaks out yeah. you know and it doesn't matter how hard the plane is moving if the pilot is calm you're good right. now the second day robert starts to panic That's and i'm like oh no we're in trouble but you <laughs> yeah. know but i think you know the dodgers the way they've been able to just sustain any single storm that hits them from pitching to anyone i mean tony gonsolin Amazing. is perfect <laughs> all right and so you just have that. to you know you have to give credit where credit's due and that bullpen and bazooka and, and everything they've been doing like it's a it's a fast pitch but it's a pitch that no one could figure out
5: yeah i want to echo brandon talking about dustin may coming back that's yeah. a huge addition that's almost like a, a trade acquisition oh, yeah, within a itself great point i mean yep. the guy he's only th- i mean he's been in league for three years and one was a shortened year last year he got hurt 23 innings into the year But I mean, his stuff is electric and that sinker is, I mean, it keeps guys off balance. And you watch the Dodgers in 2017. If they were down two runs in the seventh inning, it was like, all right, they'll win the game. Like they came back and won every game. And I think you saw a little bit of that with this offense in the Cubs series where they were down... You know, five-nothing in the first inning of a game that ended up being, you know, just a runaway who can score more runs type of thing. But they came out on top of that one, swept the Cubs. I think they're starting to find a little bit of that offensive identity. I know last night's not the best example, bases no. load, no outs, and don't don't tie the game up. But I think they're starting to find it offensively as well. And everyone's Mookie's starting to click, Freddie's starting to click. Um, if you can get Muncie Bellinger going, one of the two of them, Will Smith's going, Justin Turner's starting to figure it out. Like everything's starting to get going on the offensive end. You add May into that mix on the on the bump, potentially another starter. I think they're the team to beat in the national. Yeah.
2: I mean, did, you see how many names, did you see how many names he just said? No, yeah, no, that's <laughs> why it's an why embarrassment Frans, of riches, right? That's why
3: Dodger fans are so spoiled. Speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of not spoiled, we I'm going to switch on over to the NFL because man, I cannot wait for for season. Um, NFL training camp will open this month, and we are just 60 days away from the start of the NFL season. The Rams are the defending Super Bowl champs, well, but um, <laughs> but many experts are picking the Chargers to be the best team in LA this year. Which team do you guys think will have a better season? Also also, um, Lisa, you run El, um, El Snap, uh, the, the NFL Latino <laughs> account. Which team is the most popular among Latino NFL
1: fans? So I'll go first. I, I I do like the Rams, but the the Chargers are sneaky good. I mean, if um if the defense can be as good as I think that they can be, I actually like the Chargers too. It's such a tough division, and we'll, we'll all. Talk about it, but I do like the Rams. I like the Chargers. I do think the Rams will be the best team in Los Angeles. The Chargers, and I hate to say this, yeah, still have that kind of Clipper esque quality where I think something's gonna happen at some point. But again, what's the most popular team in Los Angeles in the in the Latino community? Is it still the Raiders? Is it the Rams? Is it the Chargers? I'm not sure.
2: So, honestly, I, I agree with you. I think the Rams are going to be the better team. Yeah. The thing with the Chargers, they were always that one game away, mm-hmm. right? The game with the Chiefs, the game with, you know, just like they different scenarios where they had it so close and they lost it. But if they can fix that, you know, it would have been easier had the AFC West not been so much better. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good you know that's like it's like an all-star lineup in each game of that but as far as the Latino population the Rams are really popular but the biggest draw is actually the Steelers the Steelers oh it's interesting that's right Steelers nation is really huge in Latino community it's tied with the Cowboys obviously okay and then as well as you have Rams 49ers Cardinals Texans, you know, you have those teams, and with the Mexico game coming back, um, 49ers and Cardinals rematch of the 2005 inaugural game. So it's super exciting about that. But you know the Latino fans Are really Ams I'm Am The L-Snap population Is Ams So follow us on Instagram At L-Snap NFL <laughs> Gotta put that In the plug-in <laughs> uh, But yeah It's super exciting uh, To kind of have that Is goal. there a
6: reason Pittsburgh wh- uh, That's kind of Caught me off guard Why Why the Steelers
2: So you know When the NFL Was really promoting Games in Mexico You know the games That they would show The most are the Pittsburgh Steelers And the Cowboys That's kind of who like People would see the most So it's kind of like That consistency So when they like, got I-, I feel like they were they were surprised when they realized how far Pittsburgh actually is from Mexico (laughs) Um, but they're they're an amazing fan base down there and there's a group called Red de Acero they do a yearly trip from Mexico Monterrey all oh, the way wow. to wow. Pittsburgh. One game oh, a year. Far. Yeah. They've gone on plane. They've got they they went on a bus one time. It broke down halfway. They had to get a <laughs> new bus. Like, that's commitment. Like, yeah. I barely want to drive down to LA Lives, and go to Staples Center. You know what I'm saying? Like, let alone take a bus and a plane for for, for that. So um, I'm really excited. And there's so many Latinos that came into the league this year. We have nine on different clubs. Uh, which is amazing from Cuban descent to Mexican descent. I think it's amazing.
1: Awesome. Perfect. Well, let's leave it there for now. We will talk about this and more. And yes, we will bring in one more person into the conversation. (laughs) We'll be joined by a good friend, Grant Mono, when we return on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, The Fan in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio
0: Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.
7: Still
1: Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a, remind, just as a reminder, if you have a question or a comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Los Angeles, Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline, 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circus Sports guest hotline right now. Circa Millions and Circus Survivor Pro Football Contest with $12 million in guaranteed prizes are back. Visit circusports.com for details. And here he is, our good friend, Grant Mona. Grant, how are you?
7: I'm doing well, guys. Uh, it's great to be back again. Uh, I'm just waiting for something to happen in sports, <laughs> well, like a dead period right now.
1: Great. I mean, the thing that that happened today is Kyrie, according to reports, and I'm so fascinated how this turns into something. Kyrie is uh, committed to coming back to Brooklyn, regardless of what KD wants to do. This sounds like Kyrie being Kyrie. There was no way that this was going to go without some kind of drama uh, what are the chances that Kyrie returns to Brooklyn?
7: Uh, I, I think closer and closer we get to, to training camp and towards, you know, when, when teams get together, it, it's getting a little scarier because, you know, if, if you look at the KD trade, if DeAndre Ayton goes to the to the Pacers, which will sign the offer sheet if he does that, that kind of takes them out of it. Then Toronto, they don't really want to give up their, those two, so KD's kind of that KD trade is kind of a hold up too, but the Kyrie situation, you know, there's been reports about Brooklyn, you know, waiting for the KD trade to be completed. Um, and then there's other reports where it's like, Oh, Kyrie's a Laker. And I saw something today about Phil Handy commenting under one of Kyrie Irving's posts saying La Familia. And I remember back when LeBron went to Cleveland back in 2015, that Tristan Thompson, Kyrie Irving, I, I think one other person put La Familia in their bio and it, it kind of got me excited because I was like, "Oh, are we finally kind of shifting towards uh, maybe a deal going here?" But yeah, I don't know. It, it's kind of a dead period right now. We're getting conflicting reports. We're getting, you know, news of you know maybe the KD trade may not happen to Phoenix now that you know DeAndre can sign that offer sheet. So I, it's just kind of like I said, it's kind of a dead period where you know we're we're looking for all these little like small tidbits of info just to get things going. So. Um, yeah, I, I want something to happen. I need something to happen. Like, I need some momentum here.
6: Yeah, I think we're out of luck on that front, Grant, because I think we're we're going to be stuck in this holding pattern for, for a while, as you mentioned. The, the thing that might change things is if Kevin Durant decides to uh, increase the list of preferred destinations. Because I think if he said – if he opened up to, let's say – three or four more teams, I think things would move a lot faster. But the fact that it's Miami and Phoenix, and you mentioned it, DeAndre Ayton, that's basically holding this all up because if the Nets would have said, hey, we like DeAndre Ayton, we'll take DeAndre Ayton, the sign and trade would have happened three, four weeks ago. But apparently, they don't want him. Exactly. And with that being said, Kyrie, I don't know how much I trust that New York Post article exactly. because it, it just seems so out of nowhere. He's been wanting to go to the Lakers, LeBron has been wanting him. There's been so much talk about it. And now you have the Donovan Mitchell stuff as well, which this whole thing is so complicated. And at the end of the day, the way I look at it is Joe Sy, the Nets owner, it doesn't sound like he wants Kyrie Irving to be a part of this group going forward. And he is the ultimate decision maker. And so at the end of the day... ESPN analysts have said this, they don't expect Kyrie Irving to be a member of the Brooklyn Nets on opening night. I still feel that way. And we mentioned this the other day. There's so many things to to discuss, but the yeah. Nets promotional yep. had Kevin Durant on it, but not Kyrie. So if it was me betting on it, I would still say Kyrie leaves and KD, I don't know. If KD says, hey, I'll go to a Memphis, I'll go to a Denver, I'm just throwing teams out there, I'll go to a Toronto, then I think that it's more likely that he gets traded. But as of now, Kyrie's probably gone, right, Brandon? I, I don't know.
4: Yeah, I mean, from from the reports in Vegas, there are people on ESPN saying, oh, Kyrie's going to be a Lakers sooner rather than later. This New York Post article, I think it lacks a ton of validity. I'm not trying to go after any journalists there, but it's the New York Post, you know, and it's like, I mean, no offense. No, 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 I'm just saying, like, not because it's the New York Post, but because, like, Brooklyn is is in New York, yeah. obviously. And it's kind of like a Homer thing. Maybe it's the Nets trying to get leverage. I r- highly doubt Kyrie is saying he wants to go back to the Brooklyn Nets at this point. I mean, he's been linked to the Lakers. I mean, he's been at Nobu with Lakers players, you know. I mean, side at the Sparks <laughs> game. Uh, yeah, I mean, Kyrie yeah. is... The only thing is, I agree with Rob not trying to give up two first-round picks. I will not give up two first-round picks for a guy that wants to be on my roster. We did the same thing with Anthony Davis, and look what happened. We could have the eighth overall pick in this draft. We did, right? So, like, with yeah, Rob-
7: but but you gotta understand that. You, with sorry to cut you off, but you gotta understand those picks led to a championship. So that is if true. You do but that again, you're gonna have to get rid of those picks. If, I mean, if you want to get this deal done, you're gonna. I don't think the Nets are moving off those two picks. I think they want them, and they're so far ahead in the future. I mean, look, they're twenty-seven and twenty-nine too. So it's not like you're going to be, you know, hurting in the in the near time. And you know, even if you get Kyrie, it's kind of like I was I was saying before is like it's kind of a Kauai PG situation to where, uh, you know, if you get Kyrie, you'll probably get LeBron for four more years too because he'll probably sign with Kyrie to that that, that extension. So it's kind of two things. I, I think people are kind of taken this lightly is that lebron's extension is coming up soon his, his eligibility yep. for extension is coming up soon so he wants Kyrie there i think we all know that like i think we all know that at this point so i think if you get Kyrie, you're getting a you're getting lebron too it's kind of like a package yes school. i mean from a court so i've heard so
4: yes but grant we have to we have to think about this man I think they get Kyrie with just one pick. Unless the third team's involved, then you kind of have to give a pick to San Antonio to get uh, Seth Curry and Josh Richardson. Maybe you put protections on. That's the only way I'd give up two picks. Dude, the Lakers have all the leverage here. The media could say everything they want. But the Lakers have all the leverage in this situation. Kyrie wants to be a Laker, and at some point, Sean Marks does not want to go back to Brooklyn. You know, next season with Kyrie on the roster, that's just a plain fact. Whether KD's on that team or not, they don't want Kyrie Irving, and I think that's why. Eventually, I know I was talking to Jovan about this on TikTok, but he was saying like, you got to have the Lakers going to have to give at least one pick. It's just cat and mouse game right now on who's gonna. You know, get the good end side of the deal. But I really think at some point Kyrie's gonna get moved. Maybe it's after this KD trade. But here's something to, to keep in mind, guys. I think Miami will prioritize a Donovan Mitchell deal over KD, yeah. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're mm-hmm. gonna look at right now.
5: Yeah, I was going to make the same Kawhi-Paul-George comparison that that Grant made. Um, It feels like if you get one, then you get LeBron to sign his extension also. And and I'm not not super concerned about how long this is taking because Kevin Durant's going to go first, right? I feel like we all knew that. Um, And this is just a standoff between the Lakers and the Nets to see who's going to budge first. They want two first-round picks. We don't want to give them two first-round picks. Um, I wouldn't. Kevin, Kevin Durant as I said Kevin Durant's got to go first Once that goes down If this drags on for two and a half Three weeks Then you can start getting concerned But if once KD goes I expect this to move pretty quickly
1: Yeah Listen we talked about this In the first segment But we didn't chime in We, we didn't all chime in Training camps are finally beginning To start at the end of the month The Chargers are going to start The Rams are going to start Grant which team do you think Will have the better season I say the Rams What say you?
7: I do say the Rams just because they have that experience, the Super Bowl experience from last year. They added Allen Robinson, they added Bobby Wagner. Sure, you lost Von Miller, but you know that edge rusher you can you can make up for it with Bobby Wagner in the run game. Now the Chargers, I really love what they did with their defense, and they kind of complement the coach. You know, Coach Staley was with the Rams, very um, really, very great. You know, we had the number one defense. The Rams had the number one defense in the league. You know, before he left, and you know the Chargers last year just didn't have the personnel, and I think now they do. And I think that's really going to help because we all know Justin Herbert's going to be amazing. We all know Keenan Allen's going to be amazing. We know Eckler's going to be amazing. Now, health is also a main concern too because Eckler's been hurt out of the, the the death chart. So, you know, it, it for them, I think it's just a, a clipper situation. It's, if you're healthy, you're going to be great, but. You know, with, with that Chargers team, it, it seems like every year they start off hot and they don't finish well in the second half. You know, when you get to those conference games, and their conference is going to be, you know, it's the toughest one I've seen in a long time. So you're going to have to beat teams like the Broncos. Um, you're going to have to go to Denver and beat them. You're going to have to go to KC. And I know people are kind of sleeping on KC too because they lost um, they lost Tyree Hill, but you know they added Juju Smith-Schuster, they added Valdez Scantling. So I'm not sleeping on them either. It's going to be a, such a tough division with the Raiders being great too. They got a couple great players. Um, So, you know, the Chargers, I feel like they'll be the top two in that division. They'll get into the playoffs this year, I still believe. But I I do think the Rams, with that experience, is going to be the key just because, look, it was their first year together last year and they won a a title. So I feel like, if anything, they'll get kind of better because it'll be their second year under their belt. Um, And, you know, obviously, some guys are getting up there in age. Matthew Stafford's getting up there in age. Aaron Donald's getting up there in age. So those guys have got to stay healthy too. But I like the Rams just because of that Super Bowl experience they had last year.
5: Yeah, I like the Rams as well. I think they're still motivated, too. I don't think these are guys that are satisfied with anything. I, I, I think, you know, the Rams' biggest X factor this year is Van Jefferson. Um, you no. lose. Odell goes down to injury. You I trade like Robert Woods. Um, if he, next to Cooper Cup, you also sign Allen Robinson, which I'm really interested to see how that works out. Um, but if Van Jefferson in his third year can take that jump and become, you know, another... Very solid NFL receiver take some of the attention off of Cooper Cup because only there's only going to be more attention put on Cooper Cup this year, right? Like everyone saw what he did last year, even when he was doubled, it was, it was tough to stop him. But that's every defense that's facing the Rams is we're not going to let Cooper Cup beat us. So you got to find other guys to step up, whether that's Allen Robinson, whether that's Van Jefferson, um, Tyler Higby's going to do whatever he's capable of yeah. doing. Um, but I I love what they've done on the defensive end. I think that you know coming off of the Super Bowl they're motivated once again the chargers are are of all the talent in the world it's just a matter of brandon staley not going for it on fourth down and he shouldn't be going for it on fourth down and them you know making the right decisions and you know winning as we said they're always one game away winning that game and finding a way to get over that hump
4: yeah i also think something important to note is the part of the reason why the rams might have a better year is because the nfc's a three or four team conference right it's going to be rams 49ers Uh, And Bucks, maybe the Packers, right? No other team is really going to come out of the NFC, in my opinion. I mean, stuff could change, but do the Saints have a quarterback? I guess Jameis Winston, right? I mean, I just, I just think it's a four-team conference, right? AFC, that one division, you know, the AFC West, is a four-team division, not just a conference. It is stacked, right? And although I think the Chargers have the most talent, top to bottom. The Chiefs have experience. I don't think people realize losing Tyreek, how that's going to affect the team. It'll affect them a little bit. They'll struggle to start the year. But like I think the Chargers have the most talent in that division, and they could win. But so could the Raiders, and so could the Broncos, and so could the Chiefs. You just don't know, right? So that's why the Rams could have a better season. But remember, the Rams got to play the 49ers twice. That's going to be tough.
1: Ugh, they don't like the 49ers. To,
5: this they guys don't, 49ers. The Rams schedule no, stuff.
4: But well, you guys be one the only game you needed in <laughs> that's the, <true>. the <laughs> NFC that's Championship. All that who cares? Like Now at least that we care wait, about
7: wait, Who cares? That
3: that made them No, go, no, to the I Super Bowl. said <laughs> no because
4: they were saying like, "Oh, you got to play the 49ers twice." I was saying who cares, meaning you guys won the game that only mattered. So that does uh, matter. Okay. <laughs>
7: who cares about the
1: 49ers? (laughs) (laughs) Alisa, to be a contending team, you need a good good tight end. You need a good tight end. George Kittle is one of the best tight ends. Now, you went to, what is this, tight end university. Tight end university. What what is that? And by the way, when you were there, apparently you crossed paths with the GOAT, the true GOAT, (laughs) not Tom Brady. The real GOAT.
2: I did. So Titan University was actually a lot of fun. So basically Travis Kelsey, George Kittle put on this camp. You know, it's, it's for the players, it's not an NFL sanctioned event. It's just for the guys. And they invite almost every tight end from the NFL. It doesn't matter where you are. You can be a free agent, fourth string, fifth string, a rookie, like everyone goes. And it, they do like this brotherhood thing. They're honestly, it was like a fraternity, which I thought was really dope. They did it at Vanderbilt. And uh, Kittle's dad was there, I believe. And it, honestly, it was just, like, really cool to see all the players come together. They were in meetings. Greg Olsen was there. Dallas Clark was there. Just, like, legends going to talk to these young guys. They were running drills. Kittle and Kelsey were going down, like, what they see on the field, what they see from, like, defenders and things like that, which I think is really dope, you know, for them to kind of share that knowledge. And Tiny University is Uh, one of the things that ties into National Tight End Day which is I did not know that they had their
1: own day they 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 deserve it they deserve it they (laughs) They do all the dirty work especially Kittle exactly Exactly.
2: tight ends do it all you know what I'm saying so uh, I think that was one of the the best things that we that they could put together and it was kind of dope because they were sponsored by Charmin they had the Charmin Bears out there running drills (laughs) (laughs) like the little kid in me was like that's so cool hey I have
4: I have a question here Alisa who's the best tight end in the NFL
2: oh there's so I, honestly, look, I'm a big Travis Kelsey fan. Okay. Honestly, And yeah, I know like... Pat
4: Mahomes throwing to him, but yes. Yeah,
2: I know. But the thing of Travis Kelsey is that he's so big and athletic, right? Even so, though I feel like he got a little smaller this time. um, You know, yeah. Kiro, like Kiro has like his moments too, but... I'm a big Kelsey guy. Um, yeah. I just think that he, especially what he did against the Chargers. Like, I would have yeah, that yeah, game yeah, in overtime. Like, you just have, he just, he's that go to okay. guy when you really need someone to just knock somebody over and run really fast. My
4: <laughs> yes. argument for Kittle is first off, he's the best blocker in the league. No bias intended here. I would say this if I wasn't a 49ers fan. <laughs> um, I don't know about hey, calm down. <laughs> hey, come on, come on, come on, come on. The one re- weakness on the Rams. Who's your tight end? We don't need a tight end. Exactly. <laughs> you guys, you guys so we don't many.
3: need one, but we don't need one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We but need one. Rams don't need one. Okay, but think about this. Think about this. Here,
4: here's the one thing I'll say about Kittle. Best blocker in the NFL by far, right? And the targets, he had Jimmy Garoppolo throw into him Jimmy versus G. Pat Jimmy Mahomes. G. Jimmy G can't throw past 20 yards. We all know this. Now maybe with Trey Lance, who has a better arm, maybe he'll get more targets. I don't even know, but also the Niners' run game versus the Chiefs' pass game, right? If you put Kittle on the on the on the Chiefs, <laughs> I mean, come on, we're t- we're talking about the greatest tight end of all time. If he's on the Chiefs, if he's got Pat Mahomes, so and so. Okay, yeah. but not by you didn't tell a story, oh, I, I, right. and I don't even know it. You
1: cross paths with Michael Jordan. That's right. I what oh, happened yeah.
2: here? <laughs> All right, so we were at Ty University.
5: During the leave. I know. Well,
2: I know right? The thing is, is like you know, NASCAR was out in Tennessee, okay. right? So Ty University was in Nashville, Tennessee. So we were at breakfast. It was like the last day of of TAU. and we're sitting there and we're having breakfast and we see this guy walk in and I'm my back is to him, so my friend was like, "Oh my God, that's Michael! I think that's Michael Jordan," wow. and I'm like what the heck is Michael Jordan yeah, right. doing in Nashville, <laughs> Tennessee on a Friday? You know? Um. And so um, I turned around. And I was like, oh, my God, that is Michael Jordan. And, like, literally, all right, I've been around top athletes oh, yeah. my entire career. I mean, Ross you know. And so, like, yep. I've been around Kobe. I've been around, like, big legends of the NBA, Fisher, like, all championship teams, Aaron Do- everyone. Never really gotten Starstruck. Man. I was <laughs> I was like, I was shaking. I was like, oh, my gosh. So we started eating slow, like, you know, because oh, we're funny. like, he just got here. Like, damn, I got to wait for him. So anyways, we couldn't because we couldn't eat that slow. So we finished and we're like, all right, we're going to head to camp. You know, stuff doesn't start for two hours. And I'm like, all right. So I'm like walking out the restaurant. And I'm like, I don't like my the nine year old me will not forget yeah. myself if I don't like just try to stalk him real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so I sta- stayed back. Uh, and my friends were, are you going to stay here? And I'm like, I, I am. I'm going to stay here. And they're like, all right. So they left. So I didn't have to be at TU for two hours. So I'm on a clock. So I'm like sitting here, I'm walking, and keep in mind, no one, I don't know if no one recognized him. I don't know if he's there all the time. Nobody said nothing <laughs> to him. Messy. And I'm like, I know you see this goat just yeah. walk into this restaurant. Nobody, it's a nothing. So I'm like, all right, maybe I'm tripping. So I'm sitting, I'm sitting, i sitting, and I'm like, all right, I can't be like a weird stalker, so let me do some work. So I'm like in meetings, I'm like writing emails, <laughs> like trying to act like I'm doing some. Finally, I get a text and they're like, hey, are you coming back? And I was like, yeah, I think I, I'm gonna give up right now. So I had left Upstairs, and then I came down, and I'm walking out, and then like I'm about to hit the exit, and I see him get up from his table, and I like stop, and I was I looked in the lobby, there was no one there, I was like all right, cool. He walks out, and I go up to him, and I'm like. I'm like, oh, I'm like, and in my head. I'm like, do I call you Mr. Jordan? Do I call you Michael Jordan? Do I call you MJ? Like, I, I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know what to call you. So I was like, oh, I was like, hi, you know, my uh, Michael Jordan. Like, my name's Elisa Hernandez, and he was, oh, nice to meet you. Like keep in mind, I'm really young looking. Like, y'all are hearing my voice, but like, I look really young. So he probably thought like I was a teenager. In my <laughs> and so he's, he's <laughs> <living laughs> oh, Hello, young lady. And I'm like, hi. And so I shook his hand. I was like, you know, I just want to shake your hand and like meet you. And so he shook my hand. He goes, oh, like, like nice to meet you too. Da-da-da. And I was like, I got enough. I can take a picture with you. And he was like, girl, if I take a picture of you, everyone going to know that uh, I'm here. And I'm like, yeah, but we in the lobby. Exactly like, I'm, right. I'm like, I'm <laughs> like I could follow you to the elevator. It ain't nothing. Like, we could, like, take it really quick. So he starts laughing. I was like, I got you to laugh. Like, you. And That's he, and so all, then yeah. he's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, I work, you know, for the NFL. I'm here for TU." He's like, what's TU?" So I'm, like, telling him about TU, right? And so we get to the elevator. His security is kind of like, all right, make a decision, MJ. Like, what are you going to do? Finally, <laughs> finally, uh he turns around. He's like, this is my wife. So I, I meet his wife. Oh, nice. And I was like, oh, nice to meet you. And I was like, and he's like, yeah. So, you know, keep doing the great work. I was like, yeah. So about this picture. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so he's like, oh. he's like, all right, get in the elevator. Oh, nice. I, was like, I was like, get in the elevator. Oh, my gosh. It is the ugliest picture of me. But I like <laughs> don't even care. And so I took the picture and he was like, keep up the good work. And I was like, thank you. And I was like, I'm going back to you. And he's like, all right. I was like, I'll tell them you said hi. He was like,
1: Okay. (laughs) I love that.
2: So yeah, and then the best part of the story was that I text my entire family, right? So of course that I met Michael Jordan. My mom's like, Michael, she's like, Who's that? I sent the picture. She's like, Who's that? And my my dad my brother sends her like gifts of like him winning championships and she's like, No, doesn't ring a bell. She sends a picture of him in Space Jam and he's like, Oh yeah, that guy I was like The
1: guy in space jam the guy (laughs) in space jam. So
2: yeah, that was honestly childhood moment achieved. I may I have no regrets. And I was not late to T U, so. I love that. It was great.
1: (laughs) All right, in our last brief few seconds, we're gonna like all make a quick prediction. Will Kyrie be a member of the Lakers when next season starts? I think there's 100%, no doubt, the people that, that I've talked to say, you have to wait. Rob Polinka, he's going to give up those picks. He gets nervous. He does it. He should get nervous. All those right, are so picks. Brandon, you go first. Who We're talking think?
4: about Bronny's hey, make quick. son even maybe being available in 29. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs>
5: will, that's how later is. Will Kyrie
1: be on the Nets? Will he be on the Lakers? Kyrie Irving
5: is a Los Angeles Laker. Uh, the, yeah. I said on the show word for word that Russell Westbrook will be on the roster opening night two weeks ago and I said I would not change that and I'm going to change that and say that Kyrie will be on the, the right. oh, right. Kyrie will be a laker. Yeah.
6: Oh. I'm I'm with you guys. I think you'll end up in LA. As much as I would love to see Westbrook on the opening night roster, I think it'll be Irving.
5: Yeah.
2: You know the Rams don't care about Pixel they care
6: about <laughs> exactly. Wait, Wait you wanna you see uh, Westbrook <laughs> on the opening <laughs> roster? What's
4: wrong
7: with that?
2: <laughs> manifestation.
7: Real Kyrie quick, like. Grant Mona and G A. Grant, you first. Absolutely, it's going to be late. I'd say within a week. I
1: don't even say the season,
3: the week. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Taking the over. Kyrie all day.
1: All right, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi
0: saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.
5: Hustle for the cash,
0: so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we worry brothers close to heart. What was a friend now a ghost in the dark? Hard part about a brother got smoked by a Turn Trump
2: lost on a blind to a broken man.